All right, welcome on to the Los Links talk show. Uh, happy to be back. The Link season is right around the corner, and uh, well, Minnesota's making making moves, bringing in new players, making trades. There has been a trade, and uh, uh, we have to we have to bring in uh, none other than uh, Ben Dill to help us uh, get through it all. You know Ben's work from uh, High Post Hoops, uh, B Ball Index, and the Basketball Writers. Ben Dull knows a lot about the WNBA, but he also knows probably specifically uh, the most about the LA Sparks. That's kind of uh, one of his hometown teams. Um, ben, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Okay, so Ben, uh, you're right. You know a lot about the Sparks. I mean, you're 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 a San Diego guy. You get up to Staples every now and then to to check out the team. Uh, is it fair to say that the Sparks are the team that you know the most about? They're definitely the team I've seen live the most yeah which uh that helps which is always which is always a big plus yeah to see <laughs> a team live that really helps you know just you can't you know nothing can replace seeing seeing players at any level play up close so from i think that definitely um stands out the yeah. most of the te- teams i've seen right so the Lynx um make a deal uh with the with the rival rival la sparks uh and trade uh Alexis jones to LA for Odyssey Sims, a guard for guard deal, a lefty for lefty deal, a Baylor for Baylor deal. Um, ben, just right off the bat, can you um, help us understand Odyssey Sims' game a little bit deeper? Maybe summarize what she can do, what her strengths are, her weaknesses, and uh, what you think of her game overall. Well, my my favorite part about watching Odyssey Sims is she's really taken off as a as a defensive player. At the point of attack, she's just she's just rock solid. I mean, at her at her size, she really gets into a stance, and she's just really tough to move. And she's and she really embraces that challenge of taking on, you know, a really good guard at the point of attack, even even pressuring out beyond the three point line. That to me is what I think is the biggest plus with her game. And obviously, she came into the league with um, a tremendous scoring pedigree coming out of Baylor um and you know she's she's really quick off the bounce she's able to get into the paint and you know the real um obviously the real sticking point which kind of came to the surface more last season rather than 2017 with the Sparks was when she doesn't have the ball what's going to happen and you know the three ball hasn't really taken off for her and as a sub 30 percent shooter it's just tough to stay on the floor and that's what we saw last year when um, some other players for the Sparks kind of rose to the top of the rotation and kind of leapfrogged her a little bit. Now, is she um, is she a strict one, or is it kind of a situation where she can combo, she can play? You know, you just mentioned what happens when she plays when she doesn't have the ball in her hands. But you know, at least as far as maybe her defensive acumen go, can she guard other twos um, in the league? And you know, so can, how do you see her kind of like? you know, fitting as it go as it goes between the one and the two. Yeah, I, th- I think guarding guarding both ones and twos, I think she's she's really solid. Um, and yeah, I mean, it really comes down to team preference, wh- whether you want to call it a one or a two. I think, you know, like in L.A., you know, she really played a lot as a two, just the nature of their offense. It was very, you know, egalitarian. The ball's going to move side to side and everyone's kind of going to kind of get a chance to to initiate some action. Um, I think, I think her ultimately her best position kind of regardless of team fit is as a one, 
I think you want the ball in her hands. You want to run, run and pick and roll, and you just want her going downhill. Because until you know, until we see otherwise, it's just just her her space on the floor. It just doesn't seem like it's going to be able to be going to help a team at this stage of her career. You know, is she can she cut? Can she get you know offensively if she doesn't have the ball? Is there is you know you're saying kind of not not a lot happens there? Is it just a matter of she she is um, used as a spot up shooter, but unfortunately doesn't really hit the shot? Or you know, is there activity level there? You know, what is she trying to do offensively when she doesn't have the ball? Yeah, I thought I thought she I thought she was a good cutter in L.A. and you know that that was a kind of a good a good place to prove that because so many possessions for them came down to all right Candace Parker has the ball top of the key now what you know she's she can you know because at the same time she can go into a dribble move to attack herself and then she's she's going to find you if you cut and she got in there a lot but the problem the thing that's tough is you know depending on the makeup of your team you know Odyssey's going in there about at about five eight it's just it's just tough for her sometimes to finish if there's somebody if there's really any big around a contest and she doesn't get to the line quite enough, um, or I guess you, you'd want her to get to the, get to the line a little bit more. Um, but depending on the makeup of your team, if, if you're really clear, able to clear the lane, that can obviously be a bigger part of what you're doing with her. Let's talk more offensively um, about what she can do on the floor. And because, you know, the links. Obviously, uh, pri- prioritize defensive players. Uh, Cheryl Reeve, obviously a proponent of having a, a very good defense. The Lynx have been, you know, way up there in, in defensive rating. Um, you know, I don't know how far back, but, you know, they're really a top three, you know, top four defensive team every single year. You can set your watch to it. Last year they were fourth, um, dropped down a little bit. Um, but, you know, with fouls, with Maya Moore, you're always going to have that that sort of – and Brunson, you know, you're going to have that defense – um, and this year, you know, kind of reshuffling things, getting new players in there. They've definitely continued to add defensive players. I mean, Sims is, is the latest one here, but um, Kareem of Christmas Kelly um, and others, you know, you look at, you know, what they can do on the defensive end, and it certainly eclipses the offensive end for the Lynx. And so, I don't know, to me, when I look at what the Lynx can do to have an efficient offense this season, they were ninth in the league last year, Um it's all about Sylvia Fowles, and it's all about playing around her and, and putting together the best offense possible around Sylvia Fowles. And the addition of Odyssey Sims, um, again, begs the question, is this a good fit around Fowles? Because I think it's hard to look at a lot of, you know, you look at uh, Danielle Robinson and Simone Augustus, and we'll get to some more of the, you know, the, the fit situation with the other guards. But Specifically, as it pertains to fouls and, and spacing, you know, how do you see this working with with the Lynx this year and their personnel? Yeah, you know, I, I think the the amount of space that they that they manage to create for Sill is is really gonna maybe like the biggest dynamic that decides like what what their ceiling can be as a team this year. Because you know, in in a lot of ways, I think they're kind of you know they're going to look to replicate what Atlanta did last year, where if you okay, let's just be the best defense in the league, and let's see if we can figure it out enough on offense because we we know we'll st- we'll be in close games. Um, I think I think the big question is just whether or not she's going to play a lot with Danielle Robinson, because then if you put those two on the court together, I think teams are going to be willing to leave them open, and obviously. You know, the goal with D Rob last year was for her to to start shooting a couple of those, and she obviously made a couple, which was which was a, 
a good start. Just a couple. Shari, couple. Put Shari a couple did, up. Yeah. Shari did not to lose her house, but um, <laughs> I think, I mean, I think the big key is whether, whether those two play a lot together. Um, I think then things can maybe get a little too choppy um, than you'd like. Cause again, like I said, like, I think, I think you want Sims to be able to run some pick and roll and you want to, you want to try to get her downhill. So I think the combinations, if they can get enough shooting in the other spots, and I know we're going to talk about some of those other players, I think, I think, I think they can make it work. Well, and I don't know if they can play. Do you think they can play Robinson and and Sims together? They seem redundant as players to me, right? Like they seem like the same, um, you know, type of player. I guess. Uh, I guess Sims is maybe a little bit more of a scoring guard in the sense of trying to get into the lane and score and you know get get little floaters going and different sorts of things like that whereas d rob sometimes doesn't even look at the rim Uh, she's almost exclusively a a playmaker a creator uh, and again a defensive first kind of player um but so i guess i don't really see how they can both play together just because their skill sets are so similar it would just seem maybe best to you know to stagger them and and make sure that they are you know kind of playing um, you know, when one's on the court, the other one is not. Again, just even if you just look at the spacing issues, I mean, even Augustus has, has a hard time making threes. And then, you know, your three is going to be, you know, Christmas Kelly and maybe Zondelcini can play down to the three or something like that. So that's a little bit of shooting. But I don't know. I, I don't. Do you see D Rob and, and Sims playing together um, at the same time? I think it's definitely worth a shot, at least in bursts, just because. You know, if D Rob's gonna at least like let it rip when she's when she gets standstill threes, I think it I think it's just worth it to try it because both of them are so quick off the bounce that if just like if just D Rob forces people to run at her a little bit harder, you know, they can they can both those players can really tap into their ability to get into the paint. Um but I think I think that could be just a really delicate balance where they might be able to unlock a lot of stuff where they're able to drive and kick, but then there might be nights where they just drive and kick to each other and they're kicking out to other people who aren't going to take that three when it's there. And then it, you know, it might, they might just get stuck in a loop. Yeah. The links three point shootings would be definitely something to look, look at this year. And yeah, I mean, I'm just worried about fouls. I mean, I feel like the league, I feel like, you know, fouls had a pretty good year last year, obviously not her MVP um, caliber from two years ago, but you know, I feel like the league kind of did a lot of things and learned a lot of things and learned a lot of ways to limit fouls and, and, and still be able to kind of limit the links offensively. And so I, I kind of worry about the continuation of that and where that will go this year. And obviously uh, there's a lot of faith in, Link, in uh, you know, Cheryl Reeve to, you know, throw a wrinkle into that and, you know, counter that a little bit. But I, I don't know. I, I'm worried about the links, um, you know, shooting and, and being able to provide space because they're going to send three at fouls and two at fouls and, and really make her work for it. And, you know, Sylvia's going to need targets to kick out to, and they're going to need to be able to step into a shot. Um, and so I just kind of wonder who those players will be. Um, okay, so let's let's continue talking about the Lynx backcourt and how the whole thing kind of fits at this point because, you know, there might be some more moves coming, but it sort of seems like we're getting getting solid here. we got a, a few weeks until training camp uh, begins. So, um, so for the Lynx depth, uh, in the backcourt, we're talking uh, D. Rob, 
and Sims, as we've talked about, and then um, you know, and then uh, Simone Augustus, uh, Lexi Brown, and uh, Dillard. What is Dillard's first name? Sorry, I've, <laughs> I've forgotten it. Sierra. Sierra Dillard. So t- uh, to me, those are kind of like the five <laughs> as it stands right now um, here at the end of uh, April. But I don't know what is that. Is that sort of the mix you see as well? And and what do you see with that group? And 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 how do you see that kind of all forming together to hopefully make sense for the links this year? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm. I think this is an exciting opportunity for Lexi Brown. I think that, I think that's the player. That's your shooter right there. That, yeah, and I and and on top of just being a good shooter, I think she's got such a quick release. I think she can be the kind of player that's just gonna that can like spot up just like way behind the line, um, you know, and kind of maybe join that really high upper echelon of spot up shooters or somebody like a Shakina Strickland, where if you, if you're just such a threat and you can really space out, I think, you know, having, just having that one presence that can really go a long way for them. Um, but then again, it just, it kind of gets into what, you know, what the combinations are going to be. You know, if Christmas Kelly's playing most of her time at the three, especially because Zandalasini won't, won't be around for, at least part of the season, you know, if they start games with D Rob and Augustus and then they play Sims and Lexi Brown together, like I think, I think those are pretty intriguing combinations. Um, you know, I think if they pick their spots, I think it'd be interesting to go small and slide Christmas Kelly down and then play Lexi Brown and Augustus together and see if that could be something that works out for them. But I, I mean, I think, I think Brown is immediately just going to be like a huge, a huge key for them because no, none of these other guards, other than Dillard, if she ends up emerging in the rotation, are going to be players that are going to get up five, even like four or five, six threes in a game. And you know, if you if you not having even one like high volume three point shooter, it's just you're not going to be able to put as much fear into a defense, especially when you have a post up center. Well, that you want to play through. Let's dig a little more into into Lexi Brown then. I don't mind. Uh, so they tra- they make the trade for for her um, with the Sun. Um, what's wh- why didn't Lexi Brown play last year for the Sun? And um, I guess the same question as I asked about Sims: Is she more of a one or a two or kind of more of a combo? All I really know about her is you know her her shooting acumen and the fact that she couldn't really get on the court last year with the Sun. Yeah, you know the re- I mean the reaction and then the reaction has been pretty universal that, you know, Connecticut just didn't have, they didn't have any minutes to dole out. And I think that's, and I don't think that's just the party line. You know, I don't think it just, it just wasn't going to happen. I mean, Jasmine Thomas, Courtney Williams, Shakina Strickland, they, you know, they start the year with Bentley. They end up with Leisure Clarendon. Like they're all going to play. And then they, and then they also went lean more. They play a lot of bigger lineups moving Alyssa Thomas up to the three. So there just weren't minutes to go around. Um, but still, from Connecticut's perspective, I mean, you know, it is a first-round pick. You know, they, they didn't – they passed on Kia Nurse, who at this point it is looking like is going to be a better pro. And, you know, that that can't go unsaid that um, they passed on a player that maybe could have been a bigger part of their future. But they may have been stuck in the same situation where they, you know, they were going to have to – make the hard choice to not play somebody. Um, but, you know, I, I think the shooting is still the biggest calling card, you know, the defense, you know, Duke did play a lot of zone. Um, but I think, 
I think there's, you know, the, you know, I think this is really just this year is just about rolling over everything that was said about Brown as a draft prospect. Cause I think the best way to look at it is just, just kind of consider last year a wash cause she didn't get on the court enough to really, to really be fair and to really get into and critique her, her game at the WNBA level. Yeah, it's the idea of like that second draft, right? The idea that you know it just didn't work out for maybe fit reasons or you know just just you know roster purposes. And hey, a second a second look is is kind of what hopefully this player needs. It's funny though because I, I kind of feel like this player is the new Alexis Jones in some ways, right? Like even down to like the shooter from Duke, like uh, uh, type of thing where it's like I feel like Jones. I don't know if uh, Jones is a little bit older, if he if he's more years in the league, but I don't know if Jones is a WNBA player. Maybe not. And uh, she's kind of a borderline backup one, two who can really only discernible skill, I guess is to really shoot it. Um, so I, I don't know. I kind of felt like they in a way got rid of Jones, but kind of brought in a, a similar kind of archetype who is kind of like young and can kind of like come off the bench and, and hopefully be a gunner and, and knock down shots like that. But so that's kind of, it's kind of interesting that there's kind of like a similar player still on the team now, even though they traded away Alexis Jones. But uh, again, just is, 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 uh, uh, Lexi Brown point back a point guard or is, can she play off the ball? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I think more just leaning on what we saw in college. I would say more of an off ball. Okay. Um, just run off of screens type of shooter. Yeah. Um, She's not really setting but, the table for others and, and getting your offense together necessarily. I, I you know I think I think that really also kind of depends what what Minnesota is going to run, and I think that's um. And I think that's kind of a key to this all too. You know, we expect everybody expects a lot to go through Sylvia Fowles, but other than that, like, what's this team going to run? You know, we've grown so accustomed to see, you know, seeing Maya Moore run off the screens or set up for ISOs. Obviously, the same thing for Augustus. Well, a lot of that might might not be a part of the team's identity anymore. So I think, I mean, in a way, there's like so much of the canvas is blank entering the entering the year. You know, I don't. I don't think she Brown right now is like a lead, like pick and roll creator, scorer, like do it all kind of do it all kind of initiator. But sure, I think she could like get them into some sets and do a little bit of stuff with the ball. But um, considering that they also have D. Robin Sims, I think I think you know really making her a weapon off the ball is is the path to go. Let's get back to Sims here briefly. What what's her kind of more her personality like, and maybe more of like maybe her fit with the team on a more sort of like you know vibe level? Do you, I, I guess as a, as a, such a you know a great defender and, and someone who you know seems to give a lot of effort and and be a really energetic player? Usually that you know leads to someone who kind of is that way as well in the locker room. And I don't know how much time you've gotten to speak to her, or kind of have FaceTime with her, but. Can, is there anything you can say kind of to speak to her sort of maybe off the court or more of her demeanor um, type aspects that might be beneficial to Cheryl Reeve and the Lynx this year? Well, well be, and, and sorry, sorry yeah. to bite it again, but because, of course, there's the wrinkle of all the fiery uh, back uh, backstory with, with her and Lindsay Whalen and the Lynx. <laughs> so, you, so you know that she's got that in her. but and, and so and she did have to agree to this deal to come to the Lynx. She had to sign off on it. She could have stayed if she wanted, I guess. But so you, you, you get the sense that she wants to be here. or She likes this opportunity. But there's also yeah, the other back the backstory of it all <laughs> to go on too. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you know it's funny. I think you, I think you have like a, a very, you have quite the contrast with, with Odyssey. You know, on the court, she's just a very fiery competitor, and I think especially, again, like 
you know, the kind of defender she's become. I think I think she's the kind of player that can really energize the team, seeing what she's able to do on the on 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 the ball. Um, but off the court, you know, she's a very low key personality, you know, very, very soft spoken, you know, not, you know, not, at all, not by any means like trying to be the center of attention. Um, so I think, you know, from that, from that standpoint, you know, I think she's the kind of player that, you know, is going to step into a situation and, you know, is going to observe, is going to listen, is going to, is going to, you know, kind of let, you know, let the established veterans really set the tone for the team, um, but then when the lights come on and she's between the lines, that that switch kind of flips, and 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 she's the player that a team and a fan base can really rally around because it's just infectious seeing seeing the energy she plays with. Nice. All right. Um, well, I guess before we go, um, any do you have any sort of thoughts about where the links are right now in their in their off season? You know, again, we have a couple weeks till training camp as we record this, and about a month until the season officially tips off. Um, for the links, but I don't know. What do you think about sort of the job Cheryl has done here, and kind of the the new look and uh, new pieces they've had after such a tumultuous off season? No, no official predictions yet from you, Ben Dole, but uh, you know, just kind of in general, what are your what are your thoughts about how things have gone for the off season here for the links? I'm really excited to watch the links this season. I, I think. You know, I think it'd be a mistake for anyone to kind of just say, well, oh, you know, Maya Moore's not playing it. It won't be as fun to watch them. Well, of course, you don't have one of the best players in the league suiting up this season. But I think I think what Reeve has done shaping the roster, we'll see who actually makes it. Because um, my line kind of the whole from the beginning of the offseason was I just I hope I hope they kind of go for fit and kind of, you know, add some scoring, maybe add a four with these draft picks and I hope they actually keep some of them because I think this would be a really interesting year to see a couple of rookies like actually having a role on a team with Sylvia Fowles, Simone Augustus, et cetera. Yeah. Do you think Collier will and, start? And that's what they did. Yeah. It, I mean, you know, Rivas said Dantas is looking good so far, but it'd be between her and Dantas. Yeah. She was asked about that. I think on her podcast it was, and she mentioned that, you know, she'll have to, really outplay Dantas who got who got that contract in free agency which makes sense I I don't think it really matters from the outset especially when they're both going to play um I would I mean I would guess they give Dantas a look I think it's the right thing to do if they're going to invest in her with with a big contract to pry her away from Atlanta and then you just kind of let Nafisa take on a bigger role over time because maybe she plays some at the three too with especially with when uh when Zandalasini is away. Nice. Okay. So, but yeah, so I, I kind of uh, I guess stopped you. You, know, you were kind of just talking about you know the four and, and letting young young players play. So you think you think this year for the Lynx might be you know hopefully getting some of these these, these fresh faces in here and, and seeing what you have. Well, yeah, but and, and and I think you know the the context of the league, I think has really, I think really ought to energize them too because I think. Um, you know the idea of the season being wide open. I don't know if I really agree with that. I think we, I think we know who the top contenders are. But if you're talking about competing for a playoff spot, still, I think it's definitely there for the taking, even for this this Lynx team. Even if Rebecca Brunson doesn't play at all, um, I think that should very much be um, considered like a reasonable goal for them. And you know it. 
you know, I think the like the move for Lexi Brown, they address a very specific need. You know, even Christmas Kelly, you know, Reeve also hit on hit on this on her podcast. I think was a really um, a really important point for them was like Christmas Kelly like really goes to the basket and really creates a lot of contact, and that's something that that this team doesn't really have. Someone who's just going to get to the foul line. Um, so like, I mean, they've they've addressed their big needs. I think all things considered, they've done what they can. And depending on how many of these young players they keep, I think actually keeping some of them and playing them a little bit to kind of see if they can be a part of the next great Lynx team, I think that they've set themselves up to to consider 2019 a success. Nice. Amazing. Uh, ben, thanks for your time. Appreciate you always. Uh, your opinion on the, on the entire league is very valuable to me, but especially when there's Spark stuff coming in here. I know, I know you know your stuff. Um, ben, uh, please tell people where they can follow you on, on the internet. Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at uh, Ben underscore Dull. In about a week or so, really going to start pumping out a lot of season preview stuff, and you can find it all there. All right, be sure to check out Ben Dull at all the places. And, yeah, plenty more from uh, Los Links Talk Show. And I'm sure we'll have Ben on a couple more times during the season, of course. Um, but, yeah, stay tuned to Canis Hoopus and uh, Links underscore Dynasty for all your Links updates this season. Thanks again, Ben. Thanks for having me on.